welcome to Island of the Macabre, Ram Jack and the Rites of Fire. Hello everyone, I'm Alex and joining us today for the podcast is our good friend Brad. Hello citizens, hello. Back at it in the summer heat. Welcome back. Thank you for listening, we really appreciate you being here. And welcome back to you, friend. Welcome back to you as well. Oh, I'm back? Not just on the show, but from an island that we oh. lovingly refer to as White Wasp Island? It's not that bad. As as I go back, it's I mean, it's it's what it is. But uh, yeah, I just got back from Kiwa Island to the show. Um, nice. Fun times. Stories to be told. Nice. I'm excited. I'm excited. Should we jump in or should we go to other things first? Oh, like I'm jumping for whatever. Jump in. Let's hear about that island. How are those well, soft kids doing? <laughs> well, before we got to the island, we drove halfway and stayed at a mountain Airbnb, which almost gave me a panic attack driving up to because it was in the Smokies mm-hmm. and the roads got increasingly narrower and windier. And then they turned to a gravel road going uphill. And I was Whoa. like, powered pass. And we did get up there eventually. And the house was against kind of a cliff face that someone had like sheared flat. And Whoa. you could tell there were trees at the top that were like from erosion, rooted, hopefully strongly, into the side of this cliff. And the whole time I was thinking, I don't know what, I, these trees look like they could just fall over into this house at any time. Yikes. Surely not. They must have been here for, for many, many years, a hundred plus maybe, given the how big they are. But we are on the side of a mountain. I don't know. Cool otherwise. It was very, very nice. We were up high enough to where clouds would come and hit the mountain. (laughs) So you would see them coming and be like, whoa. But there was like a draft, so it didn't hit us directly. They would like hit the side or like wind would pick up right on the edge. So they would come right up to us and then float up and over. It was surreal. Uh, We got one on video. It was really cool. And it rained and stormed while we were there, which was also really cool. Send that video. And then when the storm subsided, we could see like into the valley of the mountains and there was one area that, yeah, just smoke. Like it was just clouds, like just forming in this area, but that's the smoke. And then the town of Brigadoon appeared and- Brigadoon. We took a detour. Um, It was very weird, but fun. (laughs) So that was neat. And then we drove to the island and had fun times. Just did the same stuff you do on an island. Beach, pool, biking. Got really close to an alligator. Apparently people on the island are not paying attention to the signs and feeding the alligators. Yeah, which that's is not good. illegal. The reason we think so is because these alligators, normally when an alligator, like every year I've been there when I see an alligator, it like checks you for a second and then swims away because it's like, fuck you, human. I don't want to be near you. Mm-hmm. But this year, every one of them swam close to us. Oh, no. Nope. Yeah, nope, it was nope, not cool. Nope, 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 nope. In both instances, we were like on a boardwalk above the water and we thought we were safe. And in one instance, it got really close. I was within five feet of an alligator in the wild. Yeah, that's no, uh, nope. But I was up from the water line. I was, we were a foot off the water line and there was a fence that was about four feet off of that. And Doesn't once matter, it got that- fast. They are fast oh, yeah. as fuck. So after it realized it wasn't gonna get food from us and after we kind of like, whoa, this is kind of weird and we stepped back away, we left obviously because we don't want to get, we're not the people to feed or disrupt alligators. But then I was reading online right after that, that they have just floating in water, the ability to jump six plus feet into the air. We weren't safe at all. That thing, if it no. wanted to, could have easily jumped that fence. Yeah. 
never getting that close again. Didn't realize. And it did kind of sneak up on us. We were out there on the boardwalk just eating ice cream, having a good afternoon. So it was our family, my wife's um, sister and her family, and then family friends. We had uh, uh, some college friends of my wife's bring their two children that are about the age of ours. So it was a fun fun little crew. Um, But in regards to... um, soft children watching movies perhaps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of the things they wanted to do was watch movies at night when we when everything calmed down the little kids went to sleep all right what can we watch we've watched we've tackled poltergeist we've lived what else could we watch on the while we're here someone thought oh we've got alligators here i wonder if they're old enough to watch lake placid a movie about crocodiles and freshwater eating people. I was skeptical. I was like, I don't know. We watched it anyway. And Lake Placid is a weird fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched it recently or remember it. has been a while. It's been a while. Um, is it Bill Pullman? The guy who was the president in uh, mm-hmm. Independence Day? He's yeah. in it. Um, a strange kind of uh, curmudgeon character. There's a almost will they, won't they uh, backwater cop and then like an eccentric like animal researcher who comes mm-hmm. they they're at each other's throats but at any moment I, I i would not have been surprised if they ended up together at the end of it i know this isn't a romance it's like placid and that doesn't happen but really the script and what they were throwing at me i i was like this is a 90s movie if it hadn't been the 90s if this was now yeah they would end up together um but the special effects you know weren't great but they still held up better than poltergeist and the kids liked it they liked it a lot they thought it was fun they also thought it was really funny um very graphic people get chewed and mauled the the signature something that happens in every one of the lake placid movies is that someone an alligator jumps six feet out of water and chops someone's head and chops someone's head off which should have been our indication not to get close to an alligator in real life but the reason i say the first one brad is because after they watched the first lake placid they wanted to watch all of them so the next night we tried to watch Lake Placid 2, which I know is not going to be as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't streaming for free. But Lake Placid 3 was. Lake Placid 3 nice. is horrible. <laughs> Lake Placid nice. 3 is a B movie of B movies. Like it's just, it's um, pretty talking, nuts. How dare you talk about a sci-fi original movie? Oh, I, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Michael Ironside is in Lake Placid 3. Yeah, of course he is. He's required to be in all uh, sci-fi channel original movies. Yeah. There's also a guy who I've seen in some sci-fi channel movies called Colin Ferguson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought there were other people that I was thinking, who, what, because I thought this was a directed DVD, but knowing that it aired on the sci-fi channel also makes sense. Um, bad. But this was so bad that the kids thought it was absolutely hilarious. There's a little kid that feeds the crocodiles, and it's just... And unlike the first movie, where it's much like, was it a crocodile? Like, what's going on? And the twist and turns happen in that. And the third one, no, you know from the almost the get-go, there's just three crocodiles in the mix, and this kid's feeding them. Couldn't even get Betty White. Couldn't even get Betty White in for, for Lake Placid 3. <laughs> wow. It, her character is pretty funny in the first one. I forgot she was in it. Oh, but yeah. also it was a surprise to see her in it and admitting to murder about how she killed her husband and buried him in the backyard. But then, of course, she's also feeding. She's the one feeding them in the first one. Um, or it. Anyway, they enjoyed those. They weren't scared by them, surprisingly, even though we were on an island with actual alligators. Alligators and crocodiles are different. They, they could see they were different sizes. Um, but we didn't stop there. We, we convinced them to stop the Lake Placid Marathon because I really couldn't after the third one. I was like, guys, I just... But they had never seen... I, I bring up Bull, uh, Bill Pullman. 
Independence Day. So we all watched Independence Day, which they also thought was hilarious and really funny. And guys, again, if you haven't watched it recently, a roller coaster of insanity. Um, my favorite scene is still when they call out to the dog and the dog looks at them in immense of busy traffic and then makes a run for its life and jumps into a door, a hallway, right as a apocalyptic fire blast just blows through the tunnel. Yeah. No backdraft into the room there, and that's fine. Like, it's no big deal. The dog just, like, barely makes it in. And they have to shut the door and the dog's fine. But then we watched the sequel to Independence Day, which I had not seen, which is also very weird and crazy and makes way less sense. Um, I mean, even the suspension of disbelief from a scientific point of view, I mean, the kids are tiny. They, they know enough about science. I mean, as much as a kid like that's 11 or 12 would. And even they're questioning things like in the middle of the movie. Hey, Alex, is that even possible? Like, I don't want to, we don't have to pause the movie, but could a, could a spaceship that's like a third the size of Earth, like land on it and it'd be okay? But of course I have to tell them, no, that, that, that's not possible. I didn't think so. Hmm. There were many other random science fiction things that they would bring out that they were just like, I don't know about this. So it didn't hold their suspension of disbelief as much as the first one where they just shrugged their shoulders. Aliens, okay. Ships that can just defy gravity, okay. Um, but it, they did find it more entertaining because it just gets funny. Um, and then we watched uh, Zombies 3, which is a Disney Channel movie. Um, the zombie... Uh, the zombie trilogy on Disney Channel is a teen uh, musical comedy about the city of Seabrook by the coast that has a population of humans and zombies that have to learn to coexist together. Um, how does that work? Brad, that is a really good question. Like, um, you can't coexist with people that want to eat you. Well, listen, in the first movie, they explain all of this in an animatic in like the first five, three, five minutes of the film. Bipartisanship. <laughs> Zombies are the only ones willing to cross the aisle, granted, um, nefarious reasons, but yeah. Um, Zombies, there was, a, there was a weird explosion at the power plant. Zombies were born. They came into the city. Um, they brush over a lot of what would normally be like the graphic crazy part. And then it's now it's the future. They've given these things they call Z-bands, which are basically Apple watches, that they put on these zombies that uh, stay their hunger for human flesh. They, 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 they can act normal. They are, they, they are normal. They're not acting like a zombie. They don't want to eat human brain. They still want to eat and they only consume meat. Um, and maybe some animal byproduct like brains from like the, uh, where the human would get the, the choice selections of, uh, steak or meat or cuts of muscle from a, they'll just eat anything. So like the meat industry's fine and the zombies only eat meat, but yeah, they got the Z-band, so they're not going to like eat you unless of course, which is want to happen technology malfunctions, or maybe you didn't charge your Z-band overnight. And then you turn into another, uh, flesh hungry, rabid zombie. But how often does that happen? Um, in a Disney movie, not as often as you'd think. They actually tamper with their Z-band to lock into their zombie strength to win football games. And no one's ever eaten. So, there I, you go. What kind of zombies are these? But it's a very... Now, they're obviously trying to draw parallels. Well, I don't know how successful it is. But this is a movie, all three of them, about uh, human rights, Brad. And um, people being 
ostracized or like pushed to the margins of society for no real reason. Because zombies are just like you and me. They're people, Brad. They just want to eat people. Well, it, well, hold on. Yeah. But how I mean, different this is this? Me, I was watching a Nick Fuentes video and he was saying that um, like Nazis, you know, they're the ones that are actually being bullied. So yeah, I get it. I get it out. I get it. This makes a lot of sense. Is there a part of town fenced off they call zombie land that the zombies live in and they can only come out during the day and go back in at night and is it heavily policed? Yes. Is the school segregated where the zombies and normal humans can't go to the same classrooms but they can go to the same school for some weird reason? Yes. Until the lead uh, zombie, Zed, shows his strength as a zombie and that he can actually, you know, remarkably, like, win football games for them. And then the principal is gracious enough to be like, hey, you know what, maybe zombies and humans can go to class together and eat lunch in the same cafeteria together. What do the zombies eat for lunch? They have their own lunch. They have uh, pickled brains, uh, other no. guts, and other, what, like, what chitlins. Where, where are these brains and what? <laughs> in the cafeteria, just like in a like a little trough. You know how we used to have in cafeteria they have that little silver spoon and the uh-huh. You, ask, you tell the lunch lady but, what you want, you'd but point. But before, before they get to the cafeteria, where, where are they coming from? Well, n- now that Zed's winning football games and zombies are seen as equals-ish, but not really, they are in a class with the other humans, side no, no, by but, side. But, no, no, I'm talking about, about the lunch in particular, the brains and the the all the guts and all that. Where, where, where are those originating from? I. It's never really touched on. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold up. I'll be right back. We have to stop this conversation. The cats just went crazy, and they should not have gone crazy. They're in the basement. Hold up. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. The cats are fine, thankfully. Okay. Um, it's very ambiguous, but I guess we're led to believe that the surplus of um, meat byproduct from the uh, meat packaging plants might serve as their source of um, meat. So they eat so, the brains of the cows and the pigs and the... So, so animal. Okay, animals. Then. Yeah, animal brains. Like, as far okay. as we know. Yeah, all right. There's other nefarious things that happen in Seabrook that it's it's questionable. I'll say this. Music slaps. It is actually really good for a Disney uh, musical. All three movies really hold up. Um, but the first movie, Zombies and Humans Learn to Coexist... Um, there's something we learn about the, the main girl, Addison. She's a little different than the other humans. Her hair is like bright white and they can't do anything to change that. They can't dye it because it just turns right back to bright white. Um, so they make her wear a wig so she fits in. And at the end of it, she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to uh, fit in anymore. This is stupid because you're not treating zombies right. She also falls in love with the zombie. It's, it's very touching. There's a song that says, uh, what could be so wrong? Between a girl and a zombie. It's a romantic ballad about a zombie and a girl learning to love each other. There's allusions to, I think at one point he says, girl, you look delicious. I mean, gorgeous. And she's like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's kind of, look, it's adorable in its own way and it's fun. Cheerleading is also heavily implied as the, like the main, one of the main industries of the town, whatever. Um, there's a power plant that the, the zombies do all the, the hard labor that no other one wants to do. There's a zombie. Um, her name is Eliza. She's like, fuck the humans. They make us do the worst jobs. They make us basically live in a concentration camp. We have to all wear the same clothes. We don't have equal rights. Let's overthrow this human government. We are going to take over. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I in, in 2022, I get. I understand. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie was not made in 2022, but 
Um, I think that that holds up. And she kind of has that fighting spirit through most of the other films. The second movie is about werewolves. It turns out there's not just zombies in the forest werewolves live. And of course, because the zombies were able to come to high school in the first movie, when the werewolves show up looking for um, the Moonstone and their, their legendary alpha, the first thing that the community of humans wants to do is bring these kids into the werewolves into high school. So now the werewolves are in high school. I don't know what they eat for lunch. We don't have a cafeteria scene, Brad. I, I mean, I'm much I, I, like I, I'm usually concerned about what zombies are eating for lunch and what vampires are eating for lunch. So those are my those are my big those are the ones that I'm most concerned about the lunch situation. Well, there is a moment where the evil cheerleaders hack into the Z bands that the zombie Apple watches and then make them malfunction during a very public event and the zombies just go apeshit. Now, it's a Disney movie, so no one dies or gets bitten or hurt, but the cheerleaders feel kind of bad about it, at least for the part most of, till the end of the first movie. In the second movie, there's still kind of that, uh, us versus them. Oh, fuck, now there's werewolves? Look, it's you and us, zombies. These werewolves, we don't know what's up with them. They're new. They're the new threat. They're, they're fine. Um, they get their moonstone. They don't find their alpha. They think at first Addison with the white hair is the alpha, but it turns out she's not. She just has white hair. Um, but she doesn't wear a wig anymore. She just embraces it. And then they tease aliens for the third movie. Oh. And of course, do you know where this is going? Aliens come down to Earth. They're hanging. They're like, hey, guys, guess what? No worries. We come in peace. Um, one of our scout probes was launched and landed in your city a long time ago. You paved over it. You didn't even know it existed here. But we just want to get the probe and get out. We're not going to do anything to Turned hurt out you. Turns out the probe, uh, it w wasn't leak-proof, and there's like 200 gallons of water <laughs> in the probe. <laughs> Fuck. All oh the no. records are ruined. Oh, no. So in the probe was actually one of their, like an adult from their world, and they just sent all their adults out to different planets to see which one was viable and to hopefully find a new place. Because Brad, these aliens, they destroyed their own world. They have all this technology, but when their world was dying because they were destroying it through the technological advances and not really thinking about, you know, their carbon emissions, like just the toxic waste and all of this stuff, they were too polite or too like, well, we don't want to rock the boat, but we are fucking everything over until it got to the tipping point where it couldn't even, and they had to leave Earth. They're, not Earth, their planet. So they're bad, but they're finding it. They're going to try to find a new planet. So this is one of the probes they were they were looking after. They went to find the probe and they're done because uh, it has a map to their new home. They think that they get the probe and there's some corrupted data. One of the adult aliens is like, look, the aliens also look human, except they have blue hair. And like uh, they they put like the, these interesting shape stickers on their face for fun or makeup. I don't know. But they also inhibit their emotions, so they don't feel emotion. Um, but they decide to now that they've landed on Earth. And of course, the first thing that they do is they let these aliens go to high school, Brad, because they're all I, kids. Like, why is everybody going to high school? <laughs> Look, it starts with the zombies, and the slippery slope is zombies, then werewolves, then of course extraterrestrials make like, sense. Do, do do they need to? Do they? I mean. I just think back to our high school and like, what is a zombie getting out of that? What the, what is a zombie getting out of Oga and Boga? Well, they, I, well, think about what a foreign exchange student got out of our high school. Nothing, Fucking nothing. 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 They just made fun of our high school. God, and that was great. Um, I think most foreign exchange students make fun of the high schools because uh, come on. Um, anyway, these aliens, decide look emotions look kind of cool these these the people the creatures on earth have them um 
so maybe we should try to have them again? So they disable their emotion inhibitors and they feel emotions again. Um, one of them develops a crush on the lead zombie and there's an awkward conversation because they, they don't even, they don't know what's up with relationships. And these are all like, these kids are like 17 years old. They're dated in the last movie. So one of the aliens says, look, I got a, I got what I think is a, a, a crush on one of the guys. And they're like, well, who is it? And she's like, it's Zed, the zombie. And of course, Addison is like, well, lay off. He's my guy. And she's like, what do you mean? Why are you so possessive of each other? Can you not have like multiple date? So they, they talk about like um, open relationships in a Disney movie for kids, which I've never thought about. And they're like, well, I guess it depends on, you know what? We're going to close this down. Uh, and the aliens are like, well, look, what if you go to high, what if you go to college and he doesn't go to your college and then you're not around anymore? Then he can love me, right? Like this is a non-issue at that point. All I got to do is make sure he doesn't go to college with you. And she's like, well, well, I don't. Let's chill, Brad. Don't worry about it. She actually doesn't like Zed. She was attracted to his like energy, but she's not into Zed. Turns out she's into the lead alpha werewolf girl, Willa. So they have a relationship, and yeah. It, it's beautiful. It, 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 it's it's so well done and so great in a Disney kids movie that I, I was shocked that they 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 put a homosexual relationship into a Disney movie like this and that it works. Um, Disney does not put this in the kids bracket of movies like the other two movies, and I think that might be the reason. Because other than that, everything is the same. Um, there's a lovable mascot. That's a sh there's a shrimp mascot because they're the mighty shrimp, and the mighty shrimp mascot finds love. Everyone finds romantic relationships in the last one because it's a kid's high school uh, musical movie. Music still slaps. It turns out Addison's an alien. Her grandmother was the on the probe. That's why her hair was white. It turns out it turns blue when she gets near the the solar their their power source for the aliens. So she now she's an alien. It also turns out that she's the map, meaning her grandmother did some really weird cloaking. She's like, look, I left the map and the most precious thing in Seabrook, which is my daughter, my granddaughter, the genetics. Turns out her mom pulls off her wig and her mom's like, you know how we gave you a hard time fitting in? I've also always had white hair and uh, it's super weird. But anyway, aliens, humans, zombies, werewolves. At the very end, we get an animatic of the future and then vampires show up, I mermaids show up. <laughs> No. And everyone's invited to the party, Brad. No. Listen, we gotta draw some lines. I Can aliens come? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but can zombies and vampires... <laughs> I'm sorry. If, we, if the they undead eat in us... Any form. If they eat us, they're not invited. Cannibals? Cannibals not invited. Like, uh, so you would... Human cannibals not invited. It's really cute, but I also share that. And it also brings up conversations because... Every kid on the trip was like, so like, why don't the zombies just eat all the humans? Like, how do zombies work, Alex? And I'm like, well, Disney's showing you like a very um, watered down, idealistic, And then you showed them a zombie. real horror movie with some zombies and these soft kids couldn't take it. <laughs> then we watched World War Z, uh, Day of the Dead, like just, you know, all kinds of zombies. Well, guys, this is what zombies would actually do. Shaun of the Dead, just to throw in some humor in there. I. And then their their lives were rocked. But it is it is a weird choice to do zombies in a Disney movie, and it doesn't get any less weird as the movies progress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Um, but they're fun. They're super cute. And I enjoy it. St I, the songs are stuck in my head through all three of them. My, my daughter wants to pretend to constantly play the zombie movies and have them added to the cast that's already overflowing of every um, intellectual property that she enjoys whenever we pretend and imagine there's at least two characters from each of them. So now I'm juggling so many parts, Brad. Um, it's what it is. But the reason that it's a little close to the island talk is because, Brad, there are two islands on the road in to the island I stayed on. There's Kiowa, and then there's Seabrook. Oh boy. They were like, wait a minute, Alex, is this? I'm like, well guys, you know this is a fictional movie. I know, but let's just pretend, what if it was the Seabrook? What if zombies and humans could live hand in hand? Guys, you don't want zombies and humans living together. I know. Disney's a fairy tale. It's not what that's gonna be like. Is he bands or not? Yikes. Other than, other than that, like just the other random island stories, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. Tons of people feel entitled and do stuff. Um, it just some people being obnoxious, some people um, just unaware of the people around them because I guess they're so self-absorbed. Uh, tons of people who are like disturbingly rich. I also found out that we were on the poor part of the island this whole time. Oh, fuck. Yeah. The uber-rich people live in another place that's like a third of the other part of the island, which we kind of got close to, but mm -hmm. not... Uh, one Reese Witherspoon owns a house there. And Ooh, boy. Yeah, these houses... Wait, there are houses that are valued in the tens, if not twenties, if not thirty millions, in just the poor part of the island. I can't fucking imagine the palatial mm -hmm. estates uh, on the rest of the island. Yikes. How? How Why? is there a threshold? Guillotines. Guillotines. <laughs> I mean, I mean, um... But yeah, I, the only other, the only other thing I will mention is that um, the family that went with us, my wife's college friends, who are, who are my friends now as well, don't want to downplay that. Um, they have a son who's tiny; he's like three, and I have never seen a kid um, be so well suited for sports in my life. And I know that sounds strange, because one, I'm not the authority on sports, Brad. You know all the sports facts. Of course. But I've also never thought to myself that kids are well-suited for anything, especially at three. Like, you you learn, you grow, you might have certain, like, physical acumen. Like, hey, look, I'm really good at this, I'm really good at that. Um, and I, a lot of people who are into sports are like, you know, kids have natural talent. I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. That's hard work. It's people like dream. Because nothing has ever come easy to anyone that I know of in that respect. Except this kid. And I don't know how to explain it. It's very bizarre. But at three... Like he he loves he loves balls like just playing with sports balls of any type and he can name them and they didn't train him to do this their his parents are not athletes uh, and his dad kind of dabbles I guess kind of watching sports but not super into it this kid has just always gravitated toward sports equipment for oh some God, reason that would be my nightmare if like I had a kid that was like just all sports. Oh, yeah, fuck. all the time. Oh God, and they're that, like just and inherently they don't, like, into sports shit. So here's the thing, though. He is fucking good for a three-year-old. And I don't know how to say that and not sound ridiculous, but let me tell you. So big, a normal-sized basketball, a three-year-old, is dribbling down the court like I just I better than most adults I fucking know. Yeah, three-year-olds, like, are barely coordinated to, like, stand yes. up. Yes. <laughs> this kid is dribbling like a fucking adult. And people, oh, people on the island are, like, scared. 
look at him in awe and even fear of like, what the fuck? And they, people came up to the dad. Are you like a, are you like a basketball coach? Your kid is fucking amazing. He's like, no, I haven't. He just, we just let him do what he wants with the ball. He just, he just learned. He just, he goes Yikes. up and he tries to shoot, but he's too, obviously he's too, he can't make a basketball. that's like, it's a 10 foot goal, like rim, but he knows it's who he not deters him. He gets up and just shoots, misses, gets the ball, shoots, misses, loving every fucking second of it. Um, I never saw, never seen a kid with that, such good ball control in my life football we're on the beach he's got he found a football football he looks at me he's like you want to throw i'm like yeah because he can't talk he's a three-year-old he's right. still like learning to speak right. i'm like sure you know yeah let's throw it um he puts it he, he he goes back and i'm like this is gonna go all over the place yeah you're good at basketball kid but you don't fucking know football throws a perfect fucking spiral at me and i'm like I, impossible impossible but he keeps fucking doing it <laughs> i can't throw perfect spirals i'm a fucking adult i've never i i, I don't even know what one a perfect kind of spiral like. i don't know what it's that when, means <laughs> it's when you throw a football and it spirals as it goes through the air you don't have to throw perfect spirals but it's something that is you can't just do it on your own and i i'm telling you like 75 not all of them are perfect spirals but 75 percent and he's three could catch huh. a football could catch a football and not like from three feet away from an impressive distance for a three-year-old 12 feet away throwing catching running how I baseballs hits it with the bat <laughs> soccer can kick with accuracy can can move it between his feet never taught his his parents are like they're they're not wowed by it anymore but every adult on the island that saw this kid play with a ball was beside themselves and you I have mean, to understand this kid, also this kid needs like a youtube channel to start making some yeah. money you know what yeah that's that's the i, I will suggest that to them he yeah. he has to because he is destined to do something with ball or at least he has the like, natural skill yeah like at least three like let's get that college fund paid for with youtube because like that'll do it yeah I, again there are tournaments on the island we did not get to participate in this year where everyone comes in and they pride themselves of like basketball and there's people that are like they're like scouting out like ugh, blown away by this kid um yeah, I um, that was the. I, th there's other random stuff on the island always, but there's nothing really to, to say. Oh, what? This is kind of embarrassing, and, and this is the last thing I'll say. I'm hesitant to even say this. Oh. Um, I don't know what happened, but I did have to go to the hospital while I was on the island. Whoa. Island um, fever. You got island fever. <laughs> I thought so. I don't. We still don't know 100% what it was. Um, we think it might have been a panic attack, which does not make sense because Brad, I am on vacation. I am on an island where there's no worries in the world. It was fentanyl. It was fentanyl. It was the um, fentanyl. Yeah, it wasn't a pan. No, Alex, it wasn't a panic attack. You picked up a dollar off the ground and you came down with the vapors, aka fentanyl. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Um, we were there in the afternoon. I was the only one at the, the the beach house with my daughter. We were taking a small break before we went to the pool. We were gonna meet up with our friends and their daughter and go to the pool. They're the same age. Um, I go into the room. I lay down for a second, check my phone. I wake up uh, 30 minutes later because I just was so exhausted. I took a nap on accident and I was like, oh, snap. My daughter comes in and is like, what's the deal? Why are we going to the pool or what? And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, so sorry. I text the people like, hey, just so you know, I accidentally fell asleep. It happens on an island all the time. Um, but we're still game to go. Cool. I go and change out the laundry, get everything ready. And suddenly I'm feeling weird. 
And I'm like, well, this is different. Maybe I'm dehydrated. I was drinking all the time. Maybe there's something with my blood sugar. So I, I check my blood sugar, normal, but I feel weird. Um, I start to black out and I can, th I can feel it. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm about to pass out. Um, and part of me wonders like in this um, state is like, well, is this blood sugar? Cause my sensor could be wrong and I could be low and it says I'm high, doubtful, but I'm about to pass out. So even if I do eat a lot of sugar as a diabetic, it'll just raise my sugar up. Like it won't raise it up to a point where I'll be like in a coma, but it'll raise it up just in case this is it. So I'm like, I put some sugar in my mouth. I'm trying to explain to my daughter what to happen if I do pass out and she's young. I'm frantically trying to call people. Like the tunnel is coming closer and closer. I don't pass out, but I come I'm really freaking close and thankfully people are coming back at this point um and they're like okay cool who knows what's going on they're like well it sounds like you have a panic attack and i'm like don't know if it's that because i've had a panic attack once when i was a kid in a cracker barrel stories if we haven't already in time i'm sure you've had a panic attack friend maybe i don't know if you have or not but they feel a certain way and i'm like i don't know if this was that um so we call like a teledoc because i also and this is the only time in my life i have had um a cognitive thing happen and this is I, it was surreal like I don't know how to explain it but afterwards when I was sitting there kind of recuperating kind of like coming back because I, I didn't pass out but I still felt really weird I couldn't think straight for a few minutes and then it was in a way that I've never experienced like normally completely I, like conscious like there and I wasn't and I thought this is brand new I started to like try to ground myself like looking at things and just started saying them out loud because I'm like I don't know what's happening this is the most weird thing that I've ever experienced so we call the teledoc and they're like yeah that's fucking weird dude um I know you're diabetic they're like just go to a place and get blood work done and scans and make sure you're okay um otherwise may have been a panic attack <laughs> and I'm like I don't okay I guess go to the hospital uh, we, I, I call on the way there, again, not feeling great, uh, to see if we're in network. We go to a, a student hospital that's in network, uh, because that's what we worry about in America in 2022. Um, I'm feeling better, but still, the doctor said, look, you need to go get blood work done to make sure nothing else is wrong with you. Uh, and then when you get home, you can go to your real doctor. So I roll into the hospital. We're like, well, if you're feeling good, maybe, maybe this has subsided. If there's a long wait, we'll just leave. Because also COVID is popping off again in the States. Like it, it never really left, but we all know, what is it, the B5, some, I can't remember what it's called, but the newest strain is, it's no joke. We don't want to be in a contracted hospital. There is no one in this hospital. I walk in and I immediately go back. They're just like, okay, cool, welcome. I've never had a, a an ER experience like that ever. Yeah, um, no, that's... Not sure how that even that's happened. That's white like, wasp island shit. That is some that white wasp island shit. shit. <laughs> it's not on the island. We had to drive to Charlotte, but I mean, again, walk right in. Um, don't even sit down in the waiting room. Um, go in. They do all the tests and stuff. It was weird to be in a hospital room. They give me an IV. They do the test. They're like, your blood work is boring. We don't know what happened. Um, go to your doctor when you get home. You're fine. Well, you should go to your doctor when you get home. But, you know, right now, you, there's no reason to keep you here. Um, they mean, did. We huh? did decline scans of certain things. So they're like, we're going to run everything. And I'm like, well, hold up. We're in network, but let's be honest. Um, I haven't had any complications at this point. I don't know if you need to scan my entire body with all these things. Even if, look, we may all regret this. I could die tonight, but I just don't know if I want to do that right now. So we waived some of those things. But again, blood work showed nothing. And I have felt mostly fine since, and I have appointments to go to see a doctor. But um, it was weird. And then nice. we pretended it didn't happen for the rest of the day. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I went to the hospital.
hospital. That was kind of strange for the few hours. I almost passed out for an unknown reason and then went to the hospital and came back. All right, back to vacation mode. Dehydration, maybe? So we were looking up everything because I once I became conscious again to my full capacity, which again, one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in my life. Um, and another reason they're like, look, that could be, that's weird. That shouldn't happen. Um, I looked into it. Didn't seem like a panic attack, um, though I, I did have some s- of the symptoms. Um, and apparently you can like lose your full capacity for thought during a panic attack. I don't know. That was one of the only I, handful of yeah. symptoms of a panic attack. Uh. They, that. I have was not experiencing any of the classic symptoms of dehydration, um, which is why I was like, I don't know if this is dehydration, guys. Like, I am drinking like a freaking faucet. Mm-hmm. Granted, half of it is the sweet Z and half of it is water, but at the same time, that's all like, liquid. That's yeah, that that's all matter. liquid. Like, yeah. um, and I'm also drinking Gatorade during this stuff. Like, I, I don't think it's dehydration. There were other things that made it obviously not dehydration. Um, I don't know. Could have been anything. I hope it was a panic attack just because that's an explanation. But then at the same time, how did I have a panic attack on a vacation when I was totally fine? I was like, oh, I I overslept to go to the pool. I'm on vacation. What the fuck does it matter? Everyone was fine. Like, there was no reason to rush. There was no artificial thing. Like, what could it have been? It had to be fentanyl is what I'm thinking now, Brad. Yeah, You're telling me. Yeah, so, fentanyl. I yeah, touched clearly. something clearly. like out and there was someone left dirty sand dollars you, on the you beach were in the same and suddenly. Some fentanyl. And there you go. That's what happens. A rogue fentanyl thing. Wild. It was wild. That is that is pretty crazy. Pretty nuts. Other than that, it was fine. It was just a normal trip. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what did I miss here though, friend? What's been going on with you? Enough about White Wasp Island. I mean, you know, you know, same old, same old. Um, I have watched some things. Of course, saw Thor. Oh, cool. What'd you think? Fun ride. It's a fun ride. I enjoyed it. It's good. Nice. Um, also, I saw Obi-Wan Kenobi, the television program. Awesome. Saw that. It's, it's fine. It's good. It's like, why wasn't this the prequels? Why, why didn't they just make hey, this? Because, like, you really, you could, like, have just not made those three movies and just had this. This is what people actually wanted. You say that, a lot of Star Wars fans are disappointed. At what? I have no idea. It's Star Wars. Like, it's just like, okay. Man, Star Wars fans are, like, the worst people. Like... They really are. They're the worst... I mean, well, fans of everything are terrible. Like, because there's also all those Star Trek fans that are like, Why is Star Trek so woke? Um, Yeah. Dog, what are you... Huh? Where have you been the entire uh, time Star Trek has been around? But okay, cool. Yeah. All fans, all fans are just trash. It's just, ugh. I, the people that hated the third sister just because I guess she was a black woman, absolutely insane. I, yeah, she was great. What's there to hate She was about? great. I don't, I don't even understand. I don't understand. The only thing that kind of threw me for a loop is I guess people can get like stabbed by lightsabers and live? Left for dead by Jedi or dark, uh, I don't know what you call a dark Jedi, like just a Sith. Left for dead and then like, all right, I'm not dead actually. I, I can survive this. That was a little, that was something that I thought, okay, I guess. I mean, cool, it works for the story, I guess. But didn't we see that dude die? <laughs> like he fell over, she stabbed him, and then she gets stabbed later and two, but I think, two see, and guys I think are just a, like, ha ha, leaving you for dead. I think that's another thing that's good about this as opposed to the prequels. Like in the prequels, everybody's flipping around like crazy flippy guys with all of the CGI. Yeah. And also lightsabers are literally cutting through everything. Yeah. Like they just, they just magically slice through anything. I like... I, like this one, like they're having to hit like stormtrooper armor, and it's not cutting through. Like they have to, like it's a, it's a, it acts like an actual sword. Like 
like to cut through like a door or something like that's hard fucking work like whereas in like the prequels it's all just like everything's just Mew. Like, done i made it like 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 2000s like cgi nothing has any weight to it like I I enjoyed it. And even, yeah. the, again, that was the only real qualm I had was the fact that people got stabbed. And like, I guess, but you're right. If you had a sword and you got stabbed, you might miss some vital organs. Yeah. Maybe they purposefully miss some organs. I don't know if if how how gone Darth Vader or Anakin is in there when he stabs the third sister uh, both times uh, when she's a child and as an adult. And I don't know what the, what the Grand Inquisitor dude, the dude that, mm-hmm. look, I'm totally fine with that. I love the fact that we got little Leia just doing her thing. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Ben? Not Uncle Ben. Well, is it Uncle Uncle Owen? Uncle Uncle Owen. Owen. Uncle Owen and his wife are just like, all right, we got to defend this kid. <laughs> Let's yeah. just do it. <laughs> no hesitation. Badasses. It's like, all right, well, the Jedi's out here. I guess we just got to fucking <laughs> yeah. do this. All right. That was, was super really fun. I thought no, it was great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, saw something else. Seen a couple episodes of Riverdale. I want to know more about Riverdale. Now, Alex, where did we last leave you with Riverdale? What's, what's... Um, so it was... I honestly don't remember everything. So I think we talked a little bit actually after we recorded our last podcast together and I mentioned, oh no, we didn't get a chance to talk about Riverdale. Um, the play, there was the plagues, um, the biblical plagues oh, happened. Yeah, yeah. Fangs and Tony were getting married and at their wedding, um, that's when they unleashed, well, the plague of locusts had already been happening. No big mm-hmm. deal. We'd been having a plague of locusts. No big deal. Um, you know, the, um, the rivers had turned to blood. Sure. Well, at the wedding all the firstborns died huh that includes archie archie that includes jughead Jughead. that includes uh oh Uh, wow no no, cheryl was not firstborn um jason was firstborn so Hmm. um cheryl was okay um uh, a lot of our characters, a lot of our characters are dead. So when it comes to the concept of like twins, it really throws the loop of the whole firstborn. Like obviously he came out first, but it's like, well, why? What's the point of the firstborn thing? Like, what is the firstborn thing really over? I, I, I don't mean, know. Listen, we're talking about demonic, demonic spells. I don't know. Because Satan's weird. around. He's in the yeah. the actual devil is in the mix. Well, I forget well, about that. Okay, that's another thing. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because first thing up uh next episode alex we have to all these all of our friends are dead what are we going to do (laughs) well well, we're gonna bring in our pal sabrina to come in and help out interesting so sabrina pops in is like hey i can help you guys do this but i'm gonna but i need a coven like well we don't have a coven this is fucking riverdale (laughs) that's not like our shit so we got like cheryl's girlfriend but like that's as close as we got no worries. We can make our own coven. Obviously, huh. first, got to sign got to sign your name in the book. So, going to sign your name in the book here. Um, pledge yourself what, to the to uh, Hecate. So, we're going to do that. Then, um, yeah, I got to say some like, enchantment. Then, got to have a dance party. Obviously, have a dance party. Well, yeah. So, Hecate have a dance or party. the devil? Hecate, yeah. Okay. So... So they do that. So now we gotta con- now now we can start bringing our friends back from the dead. Cool, very cool, very huh. cool. So um, 
Now, here's the situation. We gotta go to the sweet hereafter and get our friends to come back from, from the sweet hereafter. And I'm saying sweet hereafter so many times because the amount of times they say sweet hereafter over and over in this episode is mind-boggling. <laughs> Just keep saying sweet hereafter over and over and over. Is it like when Betty was talking about how she was groomed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it, they said sweet hereafter at least as many times as Betty has said groomed this season. <laughs> Damn. Which I think we got a couple more grooms over these two episodes. Sabrina pops in and is like, hey Jughead, listen, this war against evil, we kind of need you for it. And Jughead is like, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> like, it's pretty great up here. So, like, I mean, I understand. I, and, you know, I hope they win. I really do. Um, and I hope to see them all again someday. Um, you know, when hopefully I hope they have a long, happy lives. But um, <laughs> I'm sure I'll see them again. And thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pass. Nice. I'm gonna have to pass. <laughs> Sabrina's like, oh, that's not great. Um, <laughs> didn't expect resistance from the sweet hereafter. But, but hey, what are the stakes if the devil wins? Isn't the sweet hereafter also destroyed? Well, we'll talk about that. Um, so, uh, this is where he's like, hey, plan B, Jughead, um, you're gonna stay here. Cool, I get that. That's your choice. Could I possibly have my boyfriend's soul maybe possess your body for a taste? Cause, like, he, you know, had to take my place... Um, so that I could come back to being alive. So, uh, and you know, now he's dead. So, can I borrow your body? Jughead's like, yeah, whatever. I'm not using it. What? Whatever. Cool. So, uh, Nick Scratch is now in the body of Jughead. Wow. Yeah. So this is straight up canon with the Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They do. They do like a little like uh, catch up because you know at the end of the Sabrina show, you know she's she's dead. Um, but basically Nick went in and and sacrificed himself to bring her back so but he's still dead weren't there two sabrinas yeah that was that was long past that was like the season before okay, okay. Sorry. um i'm not you gotta catch up i gotta catch up on your sabrinas I gotta catch up. um so cool so they come back and they're like wait you did you did what so you stole his body that's fucking weird like yeah listen i couldn't talk him into it. you guys need to go and talk to your significant others and like convince them because <laughs> like me i'm not doing it like it's not working out because like they got I I couldn't talk them into it. So like, all right, cool. So now they're gonna go into the suite hereafter. Um so Tabitha goes to talk to Jughead's like, hey, ah, and she's like, oh god, this is weird. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. <laughs> um but luckily, while she's in the suite hereafter, she runs into her her guardian angel, Raphael. And is like, hey, so what's up? And he's like, hey, um, I got some information for you. First of all, you know how it's weird that baby Anthony didn't die even though he's a firstborn? There's a reason for that. Also, um, did you know that you are a guardian angel? <laughs> you are the guardian angel of Riverdale. Hmm. So you don't have but time. But like for real? It's not that you just have time travel powers. You're actually a guardian angel. So cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So she's got that. And she knows why baby Anthony's still alive. Very cool. So now uh, uh, Betty has got to go and talk to Archie. Uh, nope, sorry. Betty can't go talk to Archie because Betty's the whore of Babylon. So she won't be allowed into the suite hereafter. 
Oh. Because she's the whore of Babylon. Why is she the whore of Babylon? Uh, what you happened? know, she's just I she's got a dark she's got a dark energy to her. She's <laughs> she's damned. So you know. It's not her fault. She was groomed for this. Yeah, she was groomed. It's not her fault, but you know. But Whore still, ba- the, gu- the hereafter not holds allowed it. allowed to the sweet hereafter, obviously. Would we call her a whore, though? Like, I, I, listen, that's what I, I, that's what the angels are saying. That's Look, what, listen, Betty, that's I'm what the sorry, angels and the were... demons and the serial killers are saying. So, hey, what can you do? What can you do? So, um, Veronica is going to go and try to talk Archie into coming back. And Archie's, li- and Archie's like living, you know, uh, a wonderful life with Betty and they have children. And, and he's like, I don't, I just don't know. I, like, I'm so happy here. He's like, and Veronica's like, yeah, but like, this shit isn't real. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you know, you need to come back. And eventually Archie's like, all right, I'm going to fucking go back. Fine. I'll go back. Whatever. Um, Tabitha couldn't, couldn't convince Jughead. Um, Archie was still on the fence, really. He was he was like he was thinking he was leaning that way, but he wasn't quite there. Uh, Cheryl goes tries to talk to Tony and Fangs, and they're like, um, "No, we're here. We're happy. We're with Baby Anthony, and he's all grown up now." It's like, "No, your baby's still a baby, and he's alive, <laughs> and you're dead, and the baby needs his parents." They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's crazy. You're just being weird. Um, no, I don't think I don't I don't think we're interested. <laughs> uh, pass. A uh, tab of the can't even talk to Jughead about. It's like, nah. It's not gonna happen. Um, Cheryl then like goes to see her family, you know, just because like I'm here. I yeah, yeah, couldn't get anywhere with Tony, so I might as well see my family. She sees her grandmother, who was by the way, um, grandma was killed at, to begin the sacrifice of the, of the first one, so she also died as part of that. So she's there. She's uh, um, she sees uh, Jason and Polly yeah. there, of course, there, uh, living a great life. Um, but then you know she's gotta leave. So we go back. We're like, yeah, guys, I don't, I don't think that worked out well. Archie was a maybe, but <laughs> that's as good as we could do. It's like, okay, cool. New plan. Cheryl, you may not have realized this, but it's not just that you're a witch. You're actually, you have the power of the phoenix. So what we're gonna have you do? Wait is- a minute. What? Excuse me? What? When you say the power of the phoenix. Oh, she's the power of the are phoenix. Are we having an X-Men crossover? Uh, like, she, Alex, she has the, the power of Empire, the phoenix. She has the, the galactic power. Don't you get it? She has the power phoenix of the phoenix. Force. So she okay. uses the power of the phoenix to forcibly bring them all back from the dead. Wow. Now, there can be consequences to this. Well, if yeah. they didn't really want to come back and they fight it, there could be consequences. So, not really sure. Like what? The, I don't, we don't know. Sabrina just says, there can be consequences. So. Can be means maybe. I don't Maybe. Know. Don't know. Nine times out of ten, uh, it's fine. Who knows? So, um, she forcibly brings them back from the dead. So all of her friends are back. Jughead's back. Archie's back. Uh, of course, uh, Tony and Fangs are back. Uh, Grandma Rose is back. Jason's hmm. back. <gasps> pa- Polly's back. <laughs> We're bringing back people that have been dead for years. Polly is back? Polly's back, yeah. Everyone's back. They're back. They're back. So she brought them all back. Consequences. You can't bring also, that many people back. Also, Jughead's got his hearing back. They brought his hearing back. Okay, well, that, okay, yeah, nice. So, it had to happen at some point. Do they address it? Or is it just that Jughead finally, it's just like he can hear normal? No, he, he, he can just hear, yeah, so he's, because he's back. Um, so wait, does hmm? Sabrina's boyfriend still oh, he, have no, Jughead's he, he, body? He, no, they, so while all this was going on and they were going here in and out of the hereafter, the sweet hereafter, uh, they went on one date, but he can't obviously stay because, you know, they made the deal so that, you know, so that Sabrina could live, he has to be dead. So that was just, a, they, so just that, went on, they just went on a quick date. 
you know, huh. grab a milkshake yeah. while, you know, while everybody else was, you know, doing magics. Um, and then, you know, he had to leave. So the Phoenix Force can't bring him back because he made a deal already for that. And that Correct. deal, the Phoenix well, I mean, Force can't break deals. Sabrina warns Geraldine's like, hey, I know you did some shit. Death does not like to be cheated. So saying. Oh, death is a real thing in this universe. Watch, watch your back. Watch your back. Well, like. If the Phoenix Force has the ability to bring people back from the dead, wouldn't death be cool with that? Like, wouldn't death be like, hey, look, you have this power. Does it really mean that they're dead if you can just do that? Don't know. Don't know. Um, also, we don't know dur- yet, or you just don't know. Don't know. Um, so, okay. um, after this, also during all of this, Kevin, by the way, who also um, was spared from the curse, but ma- mainly because Percival Pickens wanted to fuck him over, um, so he wanted to have him alive to torture him because he betrayed him. So Whoa. now Kevin's like, you know what? This shit's fucked up. I'm gonna, I gotta get out of town. Like, sorry guys, I'd love to help, but I'm getting the <laughs> fuck out of town. Me and Moose catching a train. Outskis. Um, so, I forgot Moose was even in the mix. Yeah, Moose just came back like this season. So him and Kevin are together. But not from the dead. He just came back yeah, to town. Yeah, he just came back like, to oh, town. Yeah, guys, I'm back. He was like, okay. hey, I got out of this shitty town for a while. Um, so, but Percival uh, catches him and is like, no, I don't think so. This is this is not good. So ends up, so Percival ends up locking up uh, Kevin and uh, Reggie and Reggie's dad. So okay. it locks them up in in the in the casino vault and is like, hey motherfuckers, um, I'm gonna take you guys down. You don't fucking betray me. Okay. So that's going on. So now we get the actual fucking backstory of what the fuck this shit's all about. See, Alex, Percival Pickens was one of the pilgrims that came to Riverdale, along with, you know, many of the ancestors of our of our favorite characters. Because okay. we love having these people play ancestors. It's a thing we love doing on this show. <laughs> um, but Percival Pickens was there, and he got into a little bit of trouble for trying to conjure the devil. But why was he trying to conjure the devil? Just for fun? Uh, to get devil powers and, you know, become okay. an evil sorcerer and make a deal with the devil. Um, okay. So um, they basically uh, um, condemned him to death and they like hung him in a, they put him in a stockade and left him for dead. Well, luckily the land happened to be on a hellmouth, which allowed the devil, the actual devil, Mr. Cipher, whom we, you know, we had seen in River Vale previously um, mm-hmm. and that one comic book, actual devil to come and be like, all right, all right, we'll make a deal. I'll make a deal. You can live forever. And, uh, you know, we'll just, uh, you'll, you'll be working for me. Uh, cool. So you'll live here in Rivervale and that's how it's going to be. So he's, he's been, spent years like learning evil sorcery and shit. And he's on his way back and he gets, he gets to the, the town, he gets to the town border and sees the sign for Rivervale. And then there's an explosion in the distance, and all of a sudden that sign for Rivervale now says Riverdale. So that's so Percival Pickens is from the alternate dimension oh. of Rivervale. Interesting. So he made the jump. So now he's made the jump into Riverdale. Also, so this is almost like a Marvel movie at this point. There's multiple universes. Oh yeah, we got all these universes. So Tabitha, you know, she's not just a time traveler. Um, she's also a guardian angel. Well, yeah, Jughead, Jughead's not just a mind reader. Um, oh, do they still have their magic, their powers? Of course, of course. Okay. Um, Jughead's not just a mind reader. He he's not actually reading minds. What he's doing is he's actually 
he's able to open up like portals to other dimensions and he's he basically seeing and hearing things from other dimensions not hearing thoughts he's hearing other dimensions okay okay <laughs> sure so now I he's, mean so he's realized he can open up portals now which is how other jughead from the other universe was coming in and visiting him which was another thing that was kind of happening in the last couple episodes it was a thing um so he creates a portal into the bunker in the Rivervale universe and go and that Jughead's like, oh fuck, you can't be here. What are you doing? He's like, well, what are you doing in my universe? He was like, I was coming to read some of your stories because I was running out of ideas. <laughs> but your ideas were just things that had already happened in my universe. So bullshit. You can't be here. This is gonna fuck shit up. We made a deal. Like, listen, hey, sorry, your deal's not working. We have superpowers and and there's like a demonic guy running around. Well, I don't know anything about that shit. Well, maybe the other Jughead does. Because as you remember from that episode, there's one Jughead that's writing the other universe yeah. in the bunker. There's a regular Jughead that's living. We got a three Jughead situation now. So now they've got to go and see the other Jughead who's writing comic books, which by the way, are about them with superpowers fighting uh, Percival Pickens. So the Jugheads are the ones orchestrating all of this. I mean, yes. Kind Unknowingly. of. Unknowingly. Kind of. So, they're like, well, this is fucking crazy. How the hell did this happen? Turns out, it's because that other Jughead in the bunker called Betty to warn her and Archie about the bomb going off. So instead uh -huh. of the universes staying separate, they blended over and now everything's fucked up. Wow. Also, we've learned that uh, uh, the the train, the ghost train that he's building, is part of the war against evil. And uh, uh, the idea is he's he's conscripting other uh, 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 dead people to fight in his war. So it's going to so we're gonna have corpses um, like coming. People are being pu pulled out of the sweet hereafter, or I guess hell, to fight in the battle against everybody in Riverdale. So that's that's kind of where we leave things at the end of the last episode. And so now Holy we know the shit. plan. Also, um, Jughead was able to create a portal into the casino to rescue Kevin and uh, Reggie and Reggie's dad. So, but... Mm. Uh, then everybody gets a text message from Percival, big group text, and is like, hey, all right, you stole my hostages, cool. Um, and then we see uh, the guillotines that had been set up inside the casino, um, and now we see that uh, um, Sheriff Keller, Kevin's dad, uh, Archie's uncle, and uh, uh, um, Betty's moms are, are going to be executed. <gasps> Spoiler alert, actually, they aren't going to be executed. They were executed 20 minutes ago. So... <gasps> what is this fucking crazy show? I mean... It is... It would take... It is... <laughs> I, it is amazing. It is so good. So, like, watch that Sabrina episode, friend, because it is the weirdest hour of television I've ever watched in my life. It just gets weirder. Like, I, I have I will barely watch scratched it. the surface. Like, watch not the la the one before last. Watch that one because it is bonkers. It is. It is really hard to digest what you're saying mm -hmm. because I'm trying to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, and and every time a new idea pops up or a new thing, I have lots of questions. Oh, did I mention um, the part? Like, for part, example, did I mention the part where uh, um, Betty's sister, um, who's obviously now back from the dead, um, yeah. uh, took away the the uh, her being the whore of Babylon by washing her feet to uh, um, change her DNA? Huh. 
And that's just mentioned offhand. Yeah. Hey, I got to think about that Horror Babylon thing. Let me wash I, your I, feet I, real quick. Oh, I got rid of that serial killer gene you have. By washing my feet? Yeah. Yeah, some nice water. That is weird. Like, I don't even... Like, what is the show? You um, got good and evil of a kind of like a Judeo-Christian... Well, kind of Judeo-Christian origin, where there's a devil, but then there's also death. You got superheroes. You got multiple dimensions. You got the sweet hereafter, Sabrina. Like, there's a lot in the mix. Oh, yeah. And more coming, because who knows what... I mean, what other twists and turns can there be? I mean... All of them, I guess. I mean, there's two, episode, the there's two episodes left this season, so still and there's two one episodes. more season, right? And then there's a whole other season, and like I'm hoping, like pure, I'm hoping next season is like just as kooky, and they just go full zombie, and they do the whole afterlife with Archie zombie plot, which I think is a pretty good chance because spoiler alert, the last the last episode of the season, the title of the episode is Night of the Comet, so Ooh. I I, I feel like we're definitely going into zombie town. But not like the Disney PG zombie no, town. I, I know. No, I think like you mean like Riverdale, maybe Rivervale, or some something has the zombies like, like in the uh, zombie. The only thing that matters to me is that like I just want this shit to stay kooky. I think it could. Oh, also the I mean, the actual devil, the actual devil who's been hanging out in River Vale, um, a beat, uh, um, the uh, angel uh, Raphael in a chess tournament. So that also happened. Oh no! Was so, death the arbiter? <laughs> so um, so what is that? But like in a competitive, like, did that mean anything, or was it just they were playing chess hanging out? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, just, it was just what the spirits do. The ultimate do. battle of good versus evil. So isn't but, every chess tournament but that's represented in Riverdale, that way? So who knows about Riverdale? But they did tell the devil, hey, um, this Percival Pickens guy, he's in our dimension now. And he's like, ah, I was wondering where he got off to. Uh, did never had anybody hide from me in a different dimension before. Oh well, he's doing his thing. Cool. So is the devil able to go between dimensions yes. too? Mm-hmm. But he just didn't know to look for him there. He's yeah. like, why would a human ever be able to do that? I didn't give him that power. So is this the devil from the Sabrina TV show? No, too? different. No, different devil. How are there different devils? Because isn't the devil like, well, in the Sabrina stuff, the devil is no longer, he gets dethroned, right? Yeah, yeah. What's her name becomes Hecate. like the real, Hecate becomes the devil. Yeah. And he gets hot, right? He gets like a makeover from that devil thing. And he's like a hot dude. Yeah. So I can see that. I can see that. Not. Yeah. It's just different devil. That's thing. Lucifer. I mean, there's, again, there's also like, there's Lucifer. There's, there's a lot, especially in Sabrina, there's a lot of different levels of Satans and demons and devils and things. Things, so it's too complicated but uh yeah so how do they make it kookier like to me the zombie plot alone in the next season can't be enough to equal like the this Sab amount of kookiness the sabrina like episode is by far it's the kookiest hour of television i've ever watched and by the way you should also know that while i was watching that whole episode i was under the impression that it was the season finale so like halfway mm -hmm. through i'm like how are they gonna wrap this shit up this is <laughs> this is wild. this is impossible but uh we got near the end i was like wait a minute i think there may be another episode or two left <laughs> has to be but i mean truly it is i it's amazing it's like i i'm watch i'm i'm it's i'm watching it live like that's that's how good the show is it's amazing wow i've watched anything live in forever yeah i can't top that with anything else i've watched no how could you nothing it's the wildest thing nothing else is that wild the, the, the newest season of Westworld, I've only watched one episode, nowhere near as wild. I mean, I've downloaded the um, first episode of Frogging What is it, the Miss Marvel Disney TV show? Nowhere near as wild. 
I've I've downloaded the first episode of Frogging Hider in my house, which I'll be watching tonight after we finish recording. But uh unless there's multiple forms of the devil, an angel chess tournament and also like different dimensions. I don't know if it's going to be as kooky. No, I think it's just people hiding in people's houses. So, which is scary. It's very scary. But not not kooky. Too too scary for those soft children. Too scary. Oh too yeah. Scary. Couldn't do it. I mean, you can't introduce real life monsters or horrible people. No. Um, Alex, I've got a game. You got a game? I've got a game. It's gonna be a very challenging game. Uh, this this is this is this is a game of quotes, and I want you to tell me who said the quote and what prompted what prompted this quote. So what what is the oh. subject they're speaking about? Okay. <clears throat> it's a pretty wide gamut. I have to name I know. a person. You're, yeah, you gotta name a person and what they're speaking about. Um, I think the first the first one's pretty easy. Seems like maybe it's a small issue. It's a big issue. You need to get to go, and you need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. Seems like maybe it's a small issue. It's a big issue. You need to get to go. You need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. Huh. Any human being. These, these aren't fictional quotes, right? No, this is these an are, these actual are human being said this. Yes. Pulled from actual fictional, factual things and events. Correct. Um, are you, can you give me a slight hint as far as like something that was done, said recently or in the past? It, it was said, I believe in the last year. Okay. So I'm not deep, not diving way back in time. No, no, no. So that's cool. That's good. And I appreciate that because it gives me a window. Mm -hmm. um, given the way you said it and how haphazardly it was said, almost as if someone was struggling to concentrate, which as someone who recently had to over the last week, I understand and sympathize with, uh, but also do not think I should have been holding. I should not have been in a public office at that time. I should have been, had someone else taking the power from me in that state. Um, but that's neither here. I don't hold public office yet. Um, emphasis on yet. Um, I'm going to say it was Joe Biden, and I'm going to say it was in relation to Fauci being able to come to work and him like not being able to have adequate transportation mm, close. to get to the White House. Very, very close. Very close. Um, the subject was expanding access to transportation, um, uh -huh. and uh, it was Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Seems like maybe really? it's a the small vice issue. Of the it's a big States? issue. Uh, you need to get. You need to. You need to get to go and need to be able to get to where you need to go and to do the work and get home. Together, we are expanding access to transportation. Seems like maybe it's a small issue. It's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. So we have expanded access to transportation. Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. So close, I'll give you that, close. Next one, next one. You know, I asked my team to, to, you know, I remember Venn diagrams, those three circles, right? And then let's just see where they overlap. So I asked my team, I said to do a Venn diagram on two circles for me in particular. This is gonna, I don't know. Part of me also thinks this might be Joe Biden, but I'm not gonna guess Joe Biden. I'm going to guess that it's actually Elon Musk talking to his lawyers about how to get him the fuck out of the Twitter deal. Um, Interesting. How close am I? Did um, I get it? Did I win? I've actually, I think I accidentally deleted what the subject was, but it was Kamala Harris. It was Kamala Harris. Whoa. So. I did not realize they could double up. Yeah. You know, I asked my team to, to you know, I, remember Venn diagrams, those three circles? Right. And then let's just see where they overlap. 
So I asked my team, I said, you know, do a Venn diagram on two circles for me, um, and, and in particular. But okay. All right, so this one. I think, I think you'll get this one. And it's because of what you did then, so I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do, because when you do what you do on all of these issues, the American people win. Hmm. And you can, you can do, for the subject you can get you can get very vague with this one. It's not a it's not a, a very specific scenario, but so I'll, I'm not too worried about that. Can you say the quote one more time? Absolutely. I'm sorry. And it's because of what you did then. So I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do, because when you do what you do on all these issues, the American people win. Hmm. Um. I know that people often throw curveballs on the last question, setting things up. <laughs> but I'm going to go out on a limb and think that this is maybe Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States. Okay. Just mm-hmm. got a got a think, sinking suspicion that might be where this is headed. Okay. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But who she's talking to is anyone's guess. I, part of me was like, is she talking to like the American people to get out there and vote to get uh, the conservatives out so that we might be able to pass something. I don't know. But part of me wonders if she is talking to, instead of the open, uh, an open comment to all voters, an open comment to all the people who are presently in the police force, encouraging them to double down and <laughs> uh, do what they what know how to do. Then. <laughs> What you did then? Um, you know I, what you're doing. Keep come on. I mean, it, it, show I, I was, them. I, I think you were closer to begin with. It was it was at a campaign rally in Pennsylvania. But yes, it was Kamala Harris that said okay. this. Okay, there you go. There you go. I mean, police policemen can also vote as well. So I, 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 no. I think I should get at least half credit on oh, the yeah, second yeah, one. Yeah, so yeah, I think so. I think so. And it's because of what you did then. So I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do. Because when you do what you do. On all of these issues, the American people win. Thank all right, we got, we got seven one, five correct. Got one more here today. At some point, at some point, you know, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. At some point, at some point, period. At some point, you know, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. Oh, this is tough. It's really not. Part of me wonders if it's the president of the Ukraine talking about going back to their original border that Russia took from them in conflict or just like trying to redraw that map. Interesting. Part of me wonders if it's Jeff Bezos talking about Mm. going to the border between space and Mm, Earth. We've been there before. We'll go there. We'll go back to the border. All Mm. right, Jeff, calm Mm. the fuck down. Numbers are weird. We're not getting as much money from the government because we lost that that space contract, even though we sued to get it back from NASA. Um, But part of me thinks that maybe this was also the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. But and the border... What do you think she's be, she's responding to? Um, the redrawing... Well, the about face the Supreme Court made the states go to on abortion rights. Mm-hmm. Talking about advocating people go to the Canadian border ah. like they used to go back to maybe go to the north and get their abortions if they'd like. Interesting. Um, it was Kamala Harris. Um, she was asked, do you have any plans to visit the border? She said, oh. at some point, 
You know, we're going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. Then they, then there was a follow-up question. Actually, sorry, a follow-up statement. You haven't been to the border. And she replied, and I haven't been to Europe. And I mean, I don't understand the point you're making. Huh. So. So just a simple, innocent question of like, look, are you going to go to the border of Mexico? I'm assuming that's what they meant. Because again, we have many borders, but okay. You can go to the border of Mexico. Are those kids still trapped in cages down there? Like, are those people still being detained in um, concentration camps, for lack of better words? For lack of better words, concentration camps? We've been to the border. You have not been to the border yet, ma'am, as vice president. I haven't been to Europe either. I hear it's, I hear it's hot there now. I don't know if I want to go. Kamala, what's... I mean, I thought she was laying low. I had not heard of anything she's done in the last... Y- oh. Since she's become vice president, really, other than we talked about her that one time on the show. and you. But now I'm learning. She's talking about a lot of stuff, but in, in fragmented sentences. Yeah, I will, yeah. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I... We are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I mean, this is, I, I yeah, this was all preceded by, um, you know, when she was asked, um, are you going to, about Roe versus Wade? Um, she was asked, oh, are you, what do you say to people that uh, um, say do something? And she says, about what? We've done something. Uh, we reduced childhood poverty. I, uh, what do you say to Democratic voters who argue, wait a minute, we worked really hard to elect a Democratic president yeah. and vice president, yeah. Democratic-led House, yeah. a Democratic-led Senate. Do it now. But do what now? Uh, what now? I mean, we, we need, we, listen, what we did, we extended the child tax credit for the well, first I'm year. I'm sorry, when I say do right? what, yeah. do it now, yeah. act uh, legislatively to make abortion rights legal. We feel the same way. It, do it now. Congress needs to do it now in terms of permanently putting in place a, a, a clear indication that it is the law of the land that women have the ability and the right to make decisions about their reproductive care and the government does not have the right to make those decisions for a woman. But about specifically women's rights to choose what they do with their own bodies, abortions and otherwise. Yeah, and then she said but something else. specifically abortions. Yeah, and then she said a lot of other, like, just gibberish nonsense. So, uh, yeah, uh, very cool, so very cool, very cool. Clearly not a contender for the 2024 election. Ah, uh, no, definitely not, definitely not. Not in the running. No. And fucking Biden can't run. He's just I mean, too she's, old. she's a contender to be, like, with Dan Quayle as, like, like least competent person in the vice presidency to ever speak. So. But not the 24 president election. Certainly not. Certainly not. Wow, fun game. Very fun game. I, I did. Interesting to know it. Yeah. I my um, I did originally want to pull in some Dan Quayle quotes and see if we could do a game of <laughs> Dan Quayle versus Kamala Harris. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty obvious because like Kamala, like Dan Quayle just says dumb shit and she just says incoherent shit, so they're pretty easy to spot. But man, these Dan Quayle quotes are pretty good. <laughs> 
Why is she speaking so incoherently now? Because uh, she's always not to say that spoken she didn't. incoherently. Like, she's not good I at speaking. Just follow, I could follow her points during, like, presidential debates and whatnot, and what she was saying. Not to this degree of, like, fragmentation. Because, like, she's... But who knows? She's not good at speaking off the cuff at all. She's very, very bad at it. The Holocaust... This is a Dan Quayle. The Holocaust was an obscene period in our nation's history. I mean, in this century's history. But we all lived in this century. I didn't live in this century. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but at least there's a point as weird and silly and strange as it is. I can follow that. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I know what you're trying to say, it's even just, though I don't. It's just okay, dumb. but yeah. weird. The future will be better tomorrow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> goody. Uh, the future will be better tomorrow. Quite frankly, teachers are the only profession that teach our children. <laughs> One word sums up probably the responsibility of any vice president, and that one word is to be prepared. <laughs> uh, be prepared as vice president. You can be president any day. That's the one you word. You may have to speak off the cuff. Hell, you might have to go to the border again, even though you've never been. <laughs> welcome welcome to president. president. Welcome to President Bush, Miss Bush, and my fellow astronauts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, all those fucking liberals that, like, uh, are like, I miss George W. Bush. I miss Ian Quayle, like, all of a sudden. Um, but not really, because he was an idiot and terrible. Um, but, you know, and I don't miss him at all. Um, but, you know, still before, you know, George W. Bush, of course, obviously. But mm -hmm. it's wonderful to be here in the great state of Chicago. Unfortunately, the people of Louisiana are not racists. I'm sorry, what did he say? Unfortunately, the people of Louisiana are not racists. <laughs> Uh, explain, please, mm -mm. context on that one. Yeah. We shouldn't have to be burdened with all the technicalities that come up from time to time with shrewd, smart lawyers interpreting what the laws or what the Constitution may or may not say. Yeesh. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. He said a lot of dumb things. Damn. Every once in a while, you let a word or phrase out, and you want to catch it and bring it back. You can't do that. It's gone. Gone forever. <laughs> okay. I see you, Dan. Dan Quayle. Like, there was a point in time when he was uh, the vice president that was the worst spoken vice president. Well, that time was a long time ago. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I still remember quoting... Uh, Dick Cheney at my wife's uh, parents' dinner table at one time. Some reporter asked him a question. He just looked at him and said, fuck off, in the middle of a press conference. And everyone was just kind of like, all right. More direct, a little bit more, well, he said to fuck off, unlike Kamala Harris or Dan Quayle. Just interesting vice presidents we've had and the things that they can be quoted upon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. I'm Alex. That's Brad. Hope you enjoyed listening to us to speak. I hope you come back next time. Um, you can get at us. Tell us what you're doing this summer. What's going on if you're surviving out there in the wild world. Um, quote your favorite quotes from vice presidents or otherwise. Love to hear them. Summer stories. Did you go to summer camp? Probably not. But if you did, what happened? Um, have you gone on vacation? What are your vacation stories? Ramjackpodcast.com. Um, you can find our email there, phone number, everything. Tell us what's going on. Uh, there's the Facebook group. There's the YouTube channel. We'd like to hear from you. Say what's up. Did you cool chain out? 
And friends, uh, we're getting a lot of questions, a lot of emails, uh, a lot of voicemails that I will not play, uh, a lot of text messages, a lot of drawings um, that seem to be insinuating that we have not been to the border. Well, we have plans, alright? We have plans. I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to the border. So, I don't know why is there any sort of question. It's on the docket. Um, everyone's aware. We're, we're already planning on it. And also, we've been, been to, to the border. No, we haven't been to the border. No. Haven't been to Europe either. Well, I've actually been to Mexico, but not the border of Mexico, Mexico itself. And I've gone to the UK. Mm, that's Europe, right? It's an island off of Europe, maybe. But we're not going to the border. No, we're not going to go to the border now. We've been to the border. I mean, what border <sighs> of sanity is Riverdale? Because that's got to be on the border of something. That's, I mean. That's in and of itself. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is... I mean, I've watched a lot of weird shit in this show, man. Next level. A lot of people thought Doctor Who was weird. Fuck off. Have you even seen? Whatever. Like, there's a, there's seasons of Riverdale. Not even this one. Way kookier, stranger than anything Doctor Who has to throw out. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. What's that one show you guys watched that was really creepy? Not creepy, but spooky. Not spooky. Um, What is it? Can't remember. Not The Room. Um, The one where there's the guy on the... I don't even know how to describe this TV show to you, but it's one that you've watched um, maybe from the 70s. He's in a community that turns out not to be the... I don't know how to describe it. I've never seen it. Never mind. I want to know what this show is. All I'm saying is what you told of me, maybe there's a game or something involved in it. I remember chess pieces. The Prisoner? The Prisoner. Whoa. <laughs> you have no idea what The Prisoner's no about. No idea what The Prisoner's about. However, <laughs> is it as weird and kooky as Riverdale? Be honest. No, no. Not, not even no, fucking no, close. No. I pulled that out of the ether. I have no... I can just see... Clearly. Snippets clearly. of the video, like what little video I've seen of it. Such a good show. Now, I'll be honest... Fantasy Island comes really close to being as kooky as Riverdale. Fantasy Island, pretty kooky. If you had said that when they reveal the devil in uh, Riverdale, and he turns around and he's just kind of got the devil face and he kind of looks like, oh, they see me. I uh, would have loved, I would have been like, yes, please. God, no they just CGI Roddy McDowell. Yeah, Roddy McDowell's the devil. I mean. <sighs> he gets mad, looks more like the devil. Oh, no. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. It's wild. Fucking wild.